This be- is because of homeschooling, isn't it? It's, <laughs> no, it's just, per- it's just a personal problem. <laughs> Welcome to Style and Substance, a great British bake-off podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Ada. We're former college roommates based in Minnesota with a shared love of all things British Isles. Today, we're discussing the sixth episode of season nine of the Great British Bake Off. This pastry week required the contestants to step up to whole new baking levels. We saw epic fails and massive successes. Stay tuned to talk lamination, meat pies, and of course, that curry cottage. Should we talk about the signature? The challenge was to make a dozen shoe nuts. Six of them were filled and six were unfilled. Do shoe nuts need to be a thing? At this point, I'm like, whatever, I guess. Okay. We, we have got cronuts. We have cronuts. Mm-hmm. I even saw um, in the reboot of Good Eats with, El- with Elton Brown, uh, he made bonuts. He made biscuit donuts. So he took the biscuit dough and cut a hole out of the middle and fried them. So, I mean, I guess we live in a world now where anything can be a donut if you believe hard enough in it. George went kind of simple. He went straightforward and specifically noted that he wanted to handle it within the right amount of time. And it it worked for him. I have never <laughs> seen George so happy as he yeah. was making shoe nuts. I mean, he was in his element. They looked absolutely beautiful. So I do think And they sounded saying... like they would be delicious. Um similarly simple and elegant, Giuseppe. Mm-hmm. Um his look just really really beautiful, very simple, um very understated. Um had a big hit of limoncello. <laughs> yeah, I liked when Prue was like, yeah, there's too much limoncello, so I will have another bite. <laughs> yes, which is how you know it was like too much but just enough too much and I just thought lemoncello was a really good flavor profile for that right I really liked um Amanda's the maple and bacon mm-hmm. um class very classic breakfasty donut flavor um the the main remark she got was that there just wasn't enough bacon on it yeah um, it looked a little underdone too I mm-hmm. feel like you really want your bacon crispy yeah. I also feel like maple and bacon is not a big flavor profile in the UK, whereas it's become kind of commonplace here. I wrote, I wrote here, Chiggs went bold. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he did a chocolate dough. He was the only one to do two different doughs. Mm-hmm. And it re- seemed like it really paid off. I'm very curious with Chiggs's bake. What the fuck is a Paris breast or a par- Perry breast? I feel like breast. that was when the sexual windows started and yes. they did not stop stop. i have also never seen paul laugh so hard that he have to wipe his eyes oh my god when prue was explaining how to fill donuts matt's just like we're just children like there's no explanation for it except that and the look on matt's face where he was just like oh no this is going off the rails Like, (laughs) like what is happening i looked up uh perry breast which is spelled like paris dash, dash B-R- B-R- 
E-S-T. Yeah. Um, and it's like a hazelnut cream, and then it's topped uh, with slivered almonds. So it does sound That tasty. sounds tasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jurgens were a little, like, I didn't think I'd ever say that Jurgen was going kind of crazy, but they were. Yeah. Yep. He went a little bold. Um, I'm not even going to say a little. He went very bold. Yeah. Um, um, Christelle also got a little avant-garde with her miso caramel shoe nuts. We talked last week, like, she's got to start taking risks. And mm-hmm. she did. Paul seemed, like, kind of confused by it. Prue seemed like she liked it. If George was in his element, Lizzie was not. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Her sweaty elbows. Her mistimed fry for being as terrified as she was i thought her comments were all um very complimentary so so what would you have made so we have the world's best donut shop here in grand marais Mm -hmm. and this year they premiered their snow nut so it's just a a cake donut that's covered with like vanilla glaze and coconut Mm. um so i think i would have done that like just my unfilled one would have been dipped in vanilla glaze and then completely covered with Mm. flaked coconut that made me think of winter time so that made me think of hot cocoa so I think Mm. for my filled one I would attempt a chocolate one like chigs and fill it with a marshmallow fluff and Mm. then wow yeah just do a a zigzag again of of vanilla glaze and put um little chocolate shavings on top it's very similar to what i was thinking <laughs> you know you like that like classic vanilla with some tart like for the filled one do you mean um a raspberry filling mm-hmm. or strawberry filling so make a raspberry jam and maybe like do something more interesting with it again like with something more florally or more um citrusy like a raspberry lime or um like like a raspberry rose or something like that uh, do a vanilla glaze on top like do something some sort of beautiful decoration with freeze-dried raspberries like or even just like a dip you know so it's like powdered pink and then also i was thinking chocolate shoe nut mm-hmm. with some sort of cream filling and then like a a chocolate frosting on top um or glazed that's as far as I got, but it'd be almost like a, almost like a Swiss roll. Should we move on? Yeah. Move on to the technical challenge. Baklava. I'm glad you say baklava too. How did they say it? Called baklava. Yeah. I was like, isn't that what you wear in the winter over your right. face? I immediately was like, and they're making them make phyllo again, which is every year they say nobody makes this at home. You no buy one. it in a store. No one is making baklava at home. But yeah, it was beautiful. I immediately was like, I instantly want to make this because it's so pretty. It was patisserie week level of difficulty and mm-hmm. beauty. In, in news that shocks nobody, it was a very challenging bake. Also, they all did really well. Mm-hmm. One thing that I thought was so interesting, um, they never had to really deal with butter during this yeah. challenge yeah. they just used like cornstarch for their lamination which it i was had... very a very interesting technique that i, I want i want to look at that. that yeah i know yeah. which so, makes sense because the cornstarch would prevent it from sticking together so they mm-hmm. automatically get these laminated layers yeah and it makes me understand like why you're dumping all the syrup on it too because it really oh, sure doesn't seem like it would be particularly flavorful until you 
you know, because fat is flavor and it didn't seem like a, especially like there was some eggs, there was some Greek yogurt, yeah. um, but it didn't have, it wasn't like a traditional pastry where like, this is a buttery butter delivery service. Um, right. Maybe yeah. that's my, maybe that's my issue, issue with baklava. <laughs> I would like my butter <laughs> delivered. <laughs> I would like a, I would like baklava and make it a croissant. Jorgen came in first. I thought it was so funny when Jurgen was like, and of course the diagram is not the same size as the pad. <laughs> and he's like measuring. He's like, this is eight centimeters, but this is 10 centimeters. They had to do so much work in that challenge that I think they were just mentally exhausted by the time. Yeah. By the time the slicing came around. Yeah. Because it looked like if you just focused and like start by making a cross and then do this section, it wouldn't have been that bad. Um, but if you're stressed out, there's a time limit. I get where your brain and Lizzie was just like, I just, yeah, no. I just can't anymore. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. When it got to like, you're supposed to put pistachios on these diamond sections, but not those diamond sections. Either Lizzie or George just started to put handfuls of it in random locations. It was yeah. like, yeah, we've all been there. Should we move on to the showstopper? A terrine pie. It just means it's baked in a mold, I think. It is pretty traditional that they do some sort of meat pie and this time the voice of the the noel fielding voiceover um said explained what hot water crust is which i found extremely gratifying because it's always mystified me a little bit mm-hmm. which you know i could have googled it i could have googled it did i no N- not I in your not in years of watching bake off it like adds some elasticity to the dough which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense um Christelle helpfully explained that you, you know, you have to work with it while it's warm. It, you know, you don't want it to cool down. So there's a timing element. I was glad that they weren't doing hand raised pies because that's always so stressful. It just felt yes. like they were in a position. It was still going to be a difficult challenge, but the odds of success were so much higher because they were able yes. to do the mold. I did send you the gif um, of just David and Alexis Rose just looking horrified with their hands over their mouths because I spent most of the showstopper doing that. Almost everyone had dry filling. Very mm-hmm. few of them uh, avoided that critique, um, yeah. including Jurgen. I guess, speaks to my point that as we get farther into the challenges, it becomes more about are you a good cook than mm. just a good baker and sometimes that can change the dynamic of who's you know top dog and just about the pie crust it had Mm -hmm. to be it also had to be flavorful christelle just kind of willed herself to win this week Um, yes it looked cute it it sounded like it it tasted delicious paul gave her a a freaking handshake in the showstopper and and i you know was watching this with my husband and my toddler and i was like oh he never gives a handshake during showstopper it's like that's like the third one in the entire history of bake-off well and she like had just pulled off such a feat because you sliced into it and i was expecting it to just you know go like and yeah like be in a puddle everywhere because it's curry but no she had three very defined layers um and i'm sure it tasted delicious because it's chicken curry like what is there not to love (laughs) Right. And um, she had put in the layers like the, um, you know, the sweet potato in between the layers to keep them distinct. And she had actually earlier on 
been patching up cracks. So it's not, she struggled, you know, she, mm-hmm. um, she overcame the odds and, and got that handshake. I did really love Giuseppe's owl pie. I thought it was so cute. It was neat. so cute. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Same with Lizzie's pie. You know, um, she got a really, she got rave reviews for hers, the taste, the look of it. When you sliced into it, you got those sort of four the like four corners for quadrants mm-hmm. and had that really gorgeous mermaid tail on top yeah and she had I would never have thought of this but just done those you know crosswise slices of potato and then mm-hmm. stamped out a fish so that she when you cut into it you had this little fish that you saw yeah. in every little slice um she's and got I some feel- really smart ideas Lizzie really is as a thinker she's she's definitely got a a really creative outlook she was just able to tap into her love of whimsy and it yes played out perfectly i thought lizzie would have had a shot at star baker if she mm-hmm. had had a better technical but she yeah, was... had nothing but good things to say about her pie george had a tough week um, yeah if he if he hadn't got his sausage so frozen i think right. it would have gone better <laughs> Which was just, and he admitted, he was like, that was a really dumb mistake. But, you know, Amanda's pie exploded. So, you know, when she was like, my husband always complains because I take too much time trying to make it look a certain way. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yep, you should have shaved 10 minutes off whatever futzing you were doing because the top just lifted off anyway and no one looked at it. Hats off to Chiggs for like just burning his hands on the pork juice coming flooding out of amanda's pie to try to help her yeah really lovely that the people and then poor giuseppe's like had the reaction that i had which was like i can't even look like i can't look yeah lizzie and giuseppe were just like oh my god i have to say amanda just class act all the way just you know well this is what's this is what's happened and I'm presenting this and then gets voted off and just says, yep, time, my time to go. Like, yeah. And honestly, it's been her time for a while. Yeah. We've, we've known. said that. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've known. known. We've said it. I think at the end of the day, Christelle's was just up and away from everyone else's in terms of like what she was capable of getting done in yes. the amount yep. of time. So, yep. yeah, it, it looked really stunning. It tasted amazing um you know can't do better than that to get a handshake during a showstopper yeah so thanks thanks for bringing it home for the ladies christelle we yeah yeah we appreciate it we've been we've been saying it she's a contender for the finale um i think she definitely proved it this week we still have one who obviously will go home sooner than later sorry george maybe Maybe if, things if, will go differently. If but. he can if he can learn from his timing mistakes. His, his mistakes this week were all up to um timing. Someone else could have a bad week and George could learn from all his mistakes. But I definitely am worried about George, who I love so very much, but who keeps letting me down. Oh, it's so close. It's it's anybody's game. And um, you know, small mistakes can make you stand out when you're competing against somebody like Jurgen or Giuseppe. Mm -hmm. And next week is Carmel. And if ever there was a week where that could be the downfall of someone surprising, I feel like it's Carmel. I predict it's going to be filmed on the hottest day of the year. And there's going to be burned fingers and they're all going to have like little bandages on because they there's going to be burned caramels. There's going to be crystallized caramels. Mm -hmm. I just think it's cruel. Like when they do chocolate week, it's like that's never going to end well. It's never going to end well. It's also not baking. Like my critique, like tempering chocolate is something that, yes, you might be called upon to do 
as part of a recipe, but it is not technically baking. We'll see what they do. I feel like the UK just doesn't have a tradition for like caramel rolls like we have in the United States. So I'm just kind of curious what they're going to draw upon. And that's it for this week's episode of Style and Substance, a great British bake-off podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next week, I'm Ada. And I'm Betsy. No doubt sticky disasters await us next time with Caramel Week. We'll catch you then. (laughs) 